Hi, and welcome to the BizInc podcast. Um, very pleased to have with me here Matt Flanagan from Blue Hub. Hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Um, so, Blue Hub are based in the UK and are cloud consultants and zero integrators. Uh, could you tell us a little bit more about um, what Blue Hub does, Matt? Yeah, uh, essentially we are helping uh, accountants um, and zero partners, bookkeepers, training, uh, really to help their clients implement some of the cloud systems that accompany zero in the ecosystem. So job system, job management systems, stock systems, e-commerce, or a combination of all of those types of things, depending on the complexity of the business. Um, we're from a software and integration background, so that's been our bread and butter. Um, and in the last 18 months, we've got more heavily involved with Zero and the Zero ecosystem. Okay, great. Um, so one thing that um, it really interests me is, that is um, there's a lot of talk around the accounting profession, I guess the wider software industry about the cloud. Um, or I'd almost say like it's, it's an obsession with the cloud. And... To me, um, I don't think businesses think about the cloud. Now, I could be completely wrong on this, and you're in a far better position to, to comment. Um, so, to me, um, the, the, you know, I still meet accounts are saying they're thinking about moving to the cloud. To me, that's like, that's just happened, and businesses just think of, you know, software, and, and that happens to be in the cloud. What are your opinions on that? Do you think it matters to businesses, or, or do they just go with what's the kind of the, the, the latest and greatest thing? I think I think they're um, I, I I don't think they're aware that they're even in the cloud sometimes. So <laughs> it, 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 even online shopping, um, you know, personal email, uh, online banking, people are in the cloud and don't even realise. They just they just accept that that's what they do. Yeah. Uh, and there seems to be when they start to put their their core business systems into it, it seems to be sometimes a bit of a big deal that, about where their data is. Yeah. But there's far more there's far more data in the cloud. I mean, even in, in the UK, we've got the HMRC. You can upload a lot of your stuff to the HMRC now. Mm -hmm. So, you know, a lot more um, personal information is, is available in the cloud. Um, so, yeah, I'm really unsure that people are even aware they're in the cloud. And when we start saying things like, how long have you had a Hotmail or a, or a Gmail? How long have you been doing online banking? How long have you been doing your Tesco, Asda, whatever, Waitrose shopping? Um, they start to soon come around that actually I've been doing that a long time. Yeah. I think some of the concern, some of what they don't realise is is how how they use the cloud in their personal lives to book a holiday or do the online shopping or whatever it might be and how easy that is and how that's how easy their business life could be if they would allow the cloud to uh, to come into their business. Yeah, right. Um. So um, we've obviously got the, the, the big cloud accounting products. Um, you know, you work with Zero, QuickBooks Online, and, and there's others. Um, and, and obviously they're providing that, I guess as they would describe it, horizontal functionality. And, and then you've got this um, ecosystem of add-ons which are providing vertical functionality. Um, so one question we're often asked by firms is which is the best add-on uh, to do this or that and you know we, we we know a little bit but but not a lot um i think that's, that's becoming really confusing um for firms and what i would also have kind of observed is that there's a, there's a bit of a gulf in quality between some of these add-ons how do you see these kind of ecosystems playing playing out 
Um, I, I think there's a major, a major step being missed by by most of the accountants that we've spoken to. Some of them have really got this, but actually, the selecting out of the 500 is pretty easy. The most difficult part is actually gathering the requirements correctly, uh, and that's a skill in itself that I think a lot of these accountancies really need to onboard, or at least partner with somebody who does know how to do that, because we're frequently. Uh, getting a call saying, I've got a requirement for you um, for a stock system. I think there's about 40 stock systems or inventory systems on the on the ecosystem. Uh, and then they give us a bullet point, you know, three bullet points to choose a system from uh, based on a 20-minute conversation. Now, there's, there's, there's every chance that the wrong uh, system will be picked at that point uh, because we just don't have enough detail to make a qualified assessment um, for the right add-on for them. Um, so actually, tool selection is not that difficult. It's requirement gathering, um, known unknowns and unknown unknown requirements are, are just you know a real uh, issue when it comes to tool selection. So that's some of the skill that we've we've got, we've had from our software development background. But I think the the um, the accountancy professionals I see it, they find one add-on, it works in one in one scenario, they try and keep with that. And actually, it's probably not fit for purpose for the next scenario they're coming up against. But because they've had a good a good feeling with it and they get on well with the vendor, uh, they'll try and move that system into there. And then you're really starting to bend business process. Expectation setting is all incorrect. And you just come out with a really poor relationship for all, all parties, add-on, accountancy, and end user. So I'm quite keen to talk a bit more about technology in the accounting profession later. But um, do you think um, – so I'm seeing a lot of firms are being pushed – more into that technology space um, and are becoming, you know, yet yeah, like almost a software technology partner to their clients. Um, do you think that's something that, A, they should be doing? I mean, obviously, you've got a bit of skin in the game here, but is, is that something they should be outsourcing, doing a little bit of? Um, where, where do you see their role in, in that kind of relationship? I see it as a combination. I, I'm seeing some, some really good practices take on the technology and at least get to know uh, maybe some certain verticals very well, so, so they're, they're well-versed. They may not know all the intricacies of the software, but they know enough about the product in order to ascertain whether it's the right product or not. Mm. So I think they're going to have to make a decision, really, in terms of we're either going to onboard this and we're going to invest some time and training in order to have some people who are qualified and, and understand this world or this vertical, um, or they're going to have to say it's, it's not part of our remit and we're going to have to outsource this part of the work and find partners like like Blue Up and and the, the 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 other businesses similar to ours. To be perfectly honest, so I think there has to be an early understanding of which way they're going to go. They're going to do it in house, or they're going to partner with somebody. Yeah, right. Um. So, I, you know, I've um, been to several accounting technology conferences, like you know, ZeroCon and and this kind of thing, and um. There's certainly a lot of emphasis on technology in the accounting profession right now. That, you know, we've talked about the cloud. Um, but an interesting kind of um, statistic is, well, a couple of statistics. So in New Zealand, which is um, widely regarded as having the highest adoption of cloud accounting software by SMEs, that's said to be about 30%. So certainly a lot higher than the UK. Australia's yep. pretty second. US is, is way behind that. Um, so, so really high adoption of cloud accounting software. There's also a survey in New Zealand called The Good, The Bad and The Ugly, which looks at how accounting firms are performing. And that's shown since the advent of cloud accounting, you know, the last 10 or so years, that per partner rev uh, profit, 
has been dropping. So, you know, it, it's not a new kind of um, idea, but, you know, technologies, I think both an opportunity and a threat for accountants. Um, you know, obviously it, it, it's an opportunity in terms of efficiencies and things like that, but obviously the, but being more efficient is, is allowing for kind of smaller firms to come in, that work to be, certainly the compliance work to become commoditized, maybe even, you know, offshored. Um, yep. So do you think there's too much of a focus on technology and being efficient and, and not enough on, on delivering value? Um, I think they go hand in hand and you've really got to balance them out because it, it's, it's pretty obvious from, from those stats that you've given me there that, um, you know, they're not or the, the efficiency and, and the time savings they've made. They're not fulfilling that additional time they've now got yeah. with any sort of value work. So it's not the fact that they've, you know, it's just the fact they haven't realized there's another opportunity of we're saving X amount of hours a day. And what are we going to do with those extra hours? How can we add value somewhere else? Or, you know, can we add on some sort of technology um, part, part of the business into there, which mm -hmm. will start to do something else or another type of stream of revenue, really? So um, I, I do think um, technology, it, it will get you. Um, it, it's really good to get the fundamentals in, but I do think you've got to take stock after you've got the fundamentals in, see how it's running, make sure you're looking at your internal metrics as a business, you know, whether it's a practice or, or a zero end user, we would advocate you need to start having a look at now you've got something in with the efficiencies, you know, it might show some other areas where you didn't realize there was a problem or whether, you know, actually it was just a complete inefficient area, which, uh, which now gives you some capacity to explore other avenues. Mm. And, and thinking about that capacity, um... Have you got some examples of how firms have sort of, you know, adopted technology, made some of those efficiencies, but then started using it to deliver um, what, what would probably commonly be called like added value services uh, or business advisory, you know, to, to the businesses that they work with? Yes, some of the um, some of the more advanced or some of the firms who've took this on a bit earlier and really got to grips with it, we've seen some of the firms we're working with, we're actually transferring our knowledge of, of what we understand in the ecosystem and some of our tech skills across them because they have the capacity uh, to take that skill on board. And now that becomes an investment of time, which they can now start to bring on, you know, uh, more uh, definitely the simpler projects very easily. Uh, and actually that allows them for sort of a biz dev perspective, that they've got another niche that yeah, we can do zero or QuickBooks or whatever, but we've also got this extra layer of, you know, let's get a CRM in or let's get a, um, a basic job management system in or something like that. Mm -hmm. So we are seeing that some people are saying, right, we have got this free time. I've got the people who've really understood the, understood the fundamentals of the, of the the financial horizontal of add-ons mm -hmm. um, but now let's get to the next step and can I really engage in that vertical um, so we've got some guys who, who've got heavily involved in uh, beers um, bars and restaurants okay purely because I think they like all of their uh, meetings in a with a with a beer or with some good food yep. um, so that's pretty much where they're going but what they have done is they've completely understood the technology and the efficiency gains within that uh, area. So they become very knowledgeable. It's a real niche for those guys. And obviously when they're talking then to other bars and restaurants, they've got a, a really good um, relevance to those people, yep. uh, which I think that's where people, for me, the, the accountancy, the practices really start looking which sectors have we got and which sectors do we want to work in. And let's be really good in those sectors and those verticals. Mm. Yeah, I was going to ask you next about you know, verticals and niches. Um, but, so what what do those guys do, if you don't mind me asking? You know, we don't have to go into, like, massive detail, but do they have... Um... 
you know a certain set of apps they work with uh... yeah but, but basically they've done we work with them and we went through um I would say over a dozen of the add-ons. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were looking at, um, let's start with um, rotor systems, you know, for the staff. They had about, one of the firms I think had about 80 staff across five sites. Mm-hmm. So obviously uh, our people in shift, off sick, all that type of thing, that was a big ball ache. And, and also tracking the time in terms of um, payroll, mm-hmm. uh, that was a problem. So that was, one, that was some of the add-ons. So we looked at some of the rotor add-ons and something like Deputy, I think they went with in the end. Yeah. Um, but again, there's, there's others they could go in that space. Then they also had some bars which were needing stock management, uh, inventory management, some which were needed like ingredients down to what, what was in each cocktail. So again, that's another set of um, inventory systems to look at. And then the, the next level they went to was point of sale system. So they wanted something where the point of sale system was then feeding the uh, inventory system, which was ultimately feeding zero, and then they had uh, the purchase invoice automation systems and the debt collection systems around uh, zero at the bottom there. So, so we're starting to see that people are starting to say, right, well, I've got these different. Uh, I need an inventory system, likely. I, I'm going to need some sort of point of sale system, and I don't think anyone's saying I'm only going to go with these particular ones, but I understand which ones will work in which environment. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we, we, so now that that company have got basically ten add-on, ten add-ons. They work with regular. Uh, and they've got combinations of those which they're working with so do you think that that i mean well i'm guessing that really helps them with with the question i said earlier where there's this confusing um array of add-ons if, if you've actually niched your firm then you know you've only got to focus on the 10 and maybe like a couple get added every year and you just have to yeah. keep on top of those yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and, and get, get one, get one. We're doing a bit of a webinar on this in June, actually. But really, um, you know, there's 500 odd. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's a lot to take on. So yeah. accountancy practices that we're seeing, it's very broad brush, the type of sectors they're covering. So yeah. I think there's now a key point where they can make a decision, say, you know, for the type of staff we've got, this is the skill set. This is the sector set we've got. Let's start working these areas. Which one do we want to major in first? Mm-hmm. Really, really major that first vertical. And then once you've got got that nailed down you've got some processes around it internal staff are trained on it let's move on to the next vertical mm-hmm. um so that there's a bit of a, a point where they've really got to make um a couple of um real direction statements if you like they've got to go are we going to do this internally or, or are we going to partner with somebody and if we are going to do it internally what are we going to focus on uh, and how are we going to get to be knowledge experts in those particular sectors yeah sure and did that, does that firm still do kind of general accounting or have they completely gone over to the um, hospitality type niche? No, no. I think what they're doing is they've really majored on the cloud accounting. Uh, they're pushing that over into uh, restaurants and, and bars. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they've still got some transformation from their existing. It's, it's uh, I think, a 40-year-old firm. So, you know, there's quite a lot of hist- historical uh, customers there. Yep. So they're still going to transition in time. But I think more where they're moving forward um is is that they're going to say right well we'll get really good in this area first and foremost in the cloud accounting space and then they've got another piece of work about transforming existing clients over those that want to come and 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 obviously those that don't so yeah right um so um like i know you work with several different options and you don't ever want to kind of push someone down a um you know kind of prescribed avenue but in in a general sense do you think there's a technology stack um for accountants like a, and, and you don't have to necessarily name brands but like a certain set of types of applications that they need to to run their practices 
Yeah, I think um, for me, uh, and this is where I think some of the disconnect is, some of the accounts, uh, some of the practices we'll be dealing with, they'll take, let's say, zero on the cloud accounting system, whichever one it may be, and then they stop. So they don't even get some of their um, the, the other horizontal add-ons, so a purchase invoice automation, an advanced reporting suite, uh, a debt collection. For me, those those three around the cloud accounting system, you get those those four agreed and aligned within your practice. You can really start to roll those out and you can really start to get some momentum. But when we're seeing that they stop after the initial cloud, they sign up with zero, for example, or something like that. They will eventually get on to choosing their next add-on in the financial area, mm-hmm. but it will take time. And they really need to motor. I would be doing that all at the same time, trying to get all of those agreed and then move forward on that platform. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. Just one thing about add-ons that I'm quite interested in is that, um, look, I've never had an issue with my data being in the cloud. Like, you know, I said at the start, I you know, didn't even think about it. So probably Gmail was the, the first thing yeah. I did that with. And then I was thought, oh, this is cool. And started like almost like searching for, for applications that, that ran in the browser like that because it's so handy. And, you know, that, that's kind of the way things are gone. So, you know, early adopter, don't overly worry about my data being there. but um. Something did occur to me um, last year, and I um, downloaded a Zero add-on to, to to try it out for a startup, and it was a um, um, kind of like a forecasting app, mm-hmm. and it's business intelligence, and it wasn't a very good experience. And um, but but I realised that my data was being was was going into that app. And, and, and I disconnected it straight away and thought, okay, so I, I completely trust um, what, what Zero is doing. Happy with that. Very secure. Um, but then your data is going out into these add-ons. Do, do you think that's a bit of a, a, a risk? Um, that, you know, their security policies are probably not going to... I mean, you know, the big ones might be, but with 500 apps, they're going to vary, you know, vastly in, in how secure they are, I guess. Yeah, I think that's that's some of the due diligence we've done and we perform as well. So we ask what the policies are around data retention and uh, data removal if if you don't continue. Um, and there's no doubt that that's something where I, I would say we've seen um, a much sharper focus from the add-ons in the last, probably definitely the last six months, because okay. I think especially in the UK, uh, that's a regular question we get about where is my data, how do I know it's secure, what happens if the system's not there, et cetera, et cetera. All, all good questions. There's nothing wrong with the questions being asked, but I just think we're in the UK, maybe that's, maybe that's highlighted that a bit more. Um, in terms of, of getting there. And I, I've been uh, dealing with some US guys this week. And again, that going from desktop into cloud, there's a big hump about getting them into the cloud and the, and the concern over that. That mm. was quite a, a regular theme from the conversations we've had this week. Yeah, that's interesting. So I was going to ask you about, um, you've, um, well, I'm speaking to you from Maui in Hawaii, which is um, I'm pretty jealous about. Um, and you, Yeah, sorry, in- <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's just about to snow here in New Zealand, so it's kind of <laughs> <laughs> opposite ends of the spectrum. But um, so you you've been at Expensicom, which is Expensify's first conference. Um, yeah. How's it been? What did you learn? Is it anything you can you know? Is there anything you can tell us about that you've you've found out there? 
Yeah, I mean, uh, for, for us, we've um, there was uh, there was us and the 2020 group from UK and Carpenter Box, mm-hmm. uh, who are a, a practice uh, in the in the south on the south coast uh, in the UK as well. So we were sort of the, the British contingent, and, and we'd met up and partnered up with the expensive uh, expensive back in January, February time, just pre zero con in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, we've they've been in the in the US quite a long time. So. Um, and also, they're just about to, start, I think, start branching into Australia uh, very shortly. So for us, we were invited across to SpencerCon because they wanted to get um, a global um, perspective on what they could do better. What, what, basically, for us to get an idea of what works in the US, um, uh, because it's a lot more mature their model over over here. Um, linking in with QuickBooks primarily, but now they've they've signed up strategically with Zero as well. Um, so, so for us, we had some. It was really good. It was uh, it was three days, um, evenings as well. So, quite a lot of time to catch up. Uh, I had some really good conversations with the US guys just about how they were finding it. So, I found all of that that world pretty um, pretty exciting to be honest. Because although it's perceived to be behind the times, I think some of the some of the firms we've seen, some of the bookkeeper firms, and um, the um, uh, some a couple of the CPAs were working remotely as well, quite large teams without a central office. Mm. Uh, I actually found some of their foresight a bit more forward thinking. Mm-hmm. So um, although the tech might might feel a bit behind and um, not quite there, I actually thought some of their thinking was was pretty good. Yeah. And uh, I think five years behind has sort of been muted. I'm not entirely sure that'll be five years for very long, uh, judging on what I was yeah. hearing. I think there's a disconnect there, you know, and, and we've talked about this when, when we talked previously, is that um, all all the different countries are interested in each other. You know, you're asking me about Australia and New Zealand, which are perceived yeah. to be very far ahead. And I think, to me, there's there's technology ahead and, and there's business model, and the two things don't necessarily go hand in hand. You know, yeah. you can be, um, you know, you can be super efficient at doing bad things <laughs> with technology. Yeah, very much. Or you can be pretty low tech, but... Um, have a bloody good business model you know so um you know we work with firms in i guess all the english-speaking countries in 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 the world and um you know we see that and i think it's very hard to generalize about the us of all places because you know it's 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 a continent-sized country and you've got everything in there you know i mean you know you've got every type of firm so it's very hard to make generalizations and and yeah we've met some incredible firms and i think if you add the technology into the mix then they're going to do even better yeah yeah absolutely i i, I didn't find I, I, the whole thing was 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 really good and then you know we we're talking with a guy from la and then there's a guy from brisbane uh, and there's me from the uk so we're having a chat about how we're finding things and we were more us through were more in the cloud integrator space mm-hmm. as opposed to the accounts space so it was really interesting trying to understand how they were finding it over there and what they were getting to and you know a couple of the, the teams that we met from us they were already engaged in cloud integrator uh activities and they just took it as they were just going to do it because there was no one else there to do it yeah so that shows how and the, some of these companies are like you know two and a half three years old uh so it was amazing to see sort of the uptake on it and, and how they'd uh, they took it on and where they were getting to yeah great um so i guess the last 10 years have been pretty amazing for for accounting technology that transition but it's not completely happened but i mean you know i'm going to say that that's inevitable from desktop to to the cloud. Um, 
getting your crystal ball out, um, where, where do you see things going in the next 10 years? Yeah, I think you alluded to it earlier. I mean, I, th- I see a lot more tech going to be hitting uh, accountancies. I actually think it's going to be really good for the sector because although we're in a, some sort of transformational and as existing people are working in the sector, which is a big change, the millennials, the type of role they could potentially have going into some of these businesses who are going to be more into business advisory, more into tech implementation, uh, more into talking about data. Um, I actually think that, you know, it's going to be a transformational uh, difference to, to how an accountant looks and feels, uh, you know, probably within five years, five to seven years. I just can't. I think the people who get it and onboard it. And I think the other thing will be is these some of these larger firms whose partners aren't really budging. I think we could see some 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 of the management level leave and start their own practice based on what they're seeing and the vision they got. So we could get some we, we, we there could be some uh, businesses we don't even know about yet or aren't even seeded uh, about to hit us, which which could really fly. Um, so I think that's pretty exciting, really. I, I, I think that's already happened. Actually, I've seen that personally with with certainly maybe some younger people. Yeah, yeah. Because they felt um, <clears throat> restricted, I guess, by the, the the business model. So I think that's that's happening. You're right. You know that that things in business, technology can happen very quickly. You know, it can be slow, 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 and then it's happened, hasn't it? Yeah. You know, it's, it's it's all done and dusted. So I think that's interesting. Um. One final question then. Um, you've been to various accounting conferences and you always hear this phrase, big data. So um, what did I hear someone say about that? It's like teenage sex that everyone's talking about it, but no one's doing it. <laughs> Is it, it you know, do you see that as... Um, something that is going to have a big influence or are we some way off of seeing the kind of um that, that filtering down to kind of accounting practices and, and smes i i don't think i mean we've seen some really exciting smes using stuff like um the u.s sort of criminal data mm-hmm. where they're getting what felonies are happening in, in which area of which city so yep. we have seen some firms using that and we in the in the uk for example we have um um, flooding is pretty bad at certain mm-hmm. times of the year, and I know some some of the businesses are now plugging into that type of big data to t- try and see trends of when it's likely to happen and right. and be proactive to these types of issues. So I, I don't think we're going to see it in the mainstream, but I, I already know people are already using it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the more people get switched onto it, and the more data that's made available, of course, that these analysts analysts are going to come out of um, out of the the next generation and be able to plug this stuff together pretty pretty uh, quickly i mean we're seeing even power bi just being made available you can almost pick a connector now for most of the key uh, systems available in the cloud you know even be able to plug that type of data together for what is a five pound a month or whatever it is it, you know it, it's just going to open up these doors um so it's how many people are actually aware of it really how many business owners are actually aware that they can even utilize that data um to take things forward so whether it's going to be imminent but i certainly know it's being used already and, and I, i've seen the value in it you know for some of these firms mm. who are who are, are now really starting to get into the bi world a, a lot more yeah so i guess our final final question would be then you know accountants i would say are very well placed to um you know working with data is what they do essentially um should they be looking at that as a potential service slash revenue stream that they can bring to businesses you know i mean the obvious one and almost like a holy grail of the time i've worked with business software has been benchmarking and that's something that always suffers from the quality and quantity of data that you know 
has ever provided. But with, um, you know, um, the regulatory bodies like the, you know, uh, HMRC in, in the UK, IRD, IRS, eventually gets, you know, talking about creating APIs and, and that data coming out, that could become a reality. Do you think there's a big opportunity potentially for accounting firms to be educating and, and helping businesses use that big data? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think, um, I think, HMRC, for example, I know that they that they're using analytics for um, really seeing what sort of people react to what sort of debt collection chasing. Mm-hmm. So, do they need a letter? Do they need an email? Do they need a phone call? Or do you have to leave it two weeks after the email to to do a phone call and then they'll pay? So, even in in those types of areas now, that that's being made available uh, and being able to be utilised. So, it's only going to flow back in. But uh, of course, the, the crux to all of this is the data being as up to date as possible, which is what really what cloud accountants advocate is being an advocate of. So we need to make sure that the the, the local systems are being whatever local that the actual internally to the business those systems are being updated. But then there's no doubt that some of the regulatory system uh, people could start to take that data and start to benchmark and say, you know, this is the this is the best practice sort of level you should be hitting a KPI. Um, and again, that'll only lead to much better businesses being uh, being in the sphere. Yeah, great. Hey, Matt, that's been absolutely brilliant. Really great talking to you. I'm going to let you get back to um, enjoy the rest of your time in Maui. <laughs> pa- pack in now. Pack oh, in right. now. We, we right. fly tonight, so. Oh, good stuff. Well, thanks very much for your time. It's been really interesting. And um, what we'll do when the podcast goes uh, live on the site is include a whole bunch of information about Blue Hub so people can find out a bit more about you. That's been great. Thanks a lot, Matt. Thanks, Matt. Cheers. Cheers.